What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Business in the Front. Today, we have Justin Mullis from Omagord. How's it going, Chad? And uh, this uh, podcast is brought to you by Woosh Delivery. Your hosts are Chad Tennant and Brian Parker. What's up? All right. So let's get right into it, man. Uh, how, how was your service today, by the way? We had a really good lunch today. That's good. Yeah. You see some homies, anybody? Actually, you know what? It was nice. I, um, you, I mean, you kind of know how it is. Only being open on Monday, you don't get to see all the people that, right. like your family doesn't always have the chance to stop by. But yeah, a couple bros came by nice. and it, it's always really nice. That's good. That's good. All right. So we didn't uh, film the video today. Justin was a busy guy. So this would just be the long form podcast. Um, and so we'll kind of go through like a couple of those questions that we normally do on there. Um, so where are you located for people that don't know who you are? So we're located down at Local Roots in Worcester, Ohio, uh, right next to the library. Um, pretty easy to find. And what are your hours right now? Uh, right now we serve lunch on Mondays from 11 to 2. Sweet. Outstanding. And what do you serve? So we do um, we do Mexican food. We do uh, handcrafted tacos and bowls and burritos. Um, do you, I mean, do you want me to like get into it, get into oh, it? Oh yeah, now's the time, man. All right, so yeah, we're a little bit different than uh, some of the Mexican food around here. And how is that exactly? Flex on them a little bit. Let's okay. show them what it is. So I mean, the, the big flex is uh, we, we make our own tortillas. Right. So we, we press our tortillas out, and um, you really can't get that experience um, in Worcester. I mean, honestly, I, I've never been to a place that presses their own tortillas. Yeah, I don't believe I've ever had yeah. that as well. If I did, I wasn't aware of it. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's labor-intensive. Right. Right. Right? So for like sure. it's it's um, it's not economical for um, like a like a El Campesino who's serving hundreds of customers right. to press every single tortilla, um, and you know like some people like the corn tortillas, some people don't, but that is it's just kind of like our signature thing. Right. I uh, <clears throat> do you do you know who Guga Guga Foods is on YouTube? I feel like I do, but I don't. He's uh, I don't know what nationality is. He looks like an islander. Uh, or he, maybe he's from Brazil or something. Um, but they made these uh, burrito tacos. Okay. And it was like the first time I'd ever seen like like uh, corn tortillas, kind of like what you made. Like he made them from scratch and then they um, like put the, the meat on and like it's crazy how they make those tacos in the first place. But um, like how when they they pour all the broth out and how like overnight it, it uh, congeals and like the, just like the layer of fat on top was like an inch thick and they used that. They put it on like the griddle, and then like they, that's what they like put the tortillas in, yeah. and then that's how they get their color, which I yeah. thought was really interesting. That's, yeah. So are you yeah. like grinding them yourself, or so you we were? Have? Okay. Yeah, yeah. So and um, I would say it's probably been about five to six months since we did that. Yeah. We um, we learned how it's called making nixtamal, um, and and in in like Mexico and and even like uh, parts of um, America, like uh, like in you know, uh, out, out West, like you do see a little bit of it still, but, um, mostly like if, if any places are making their own tortillas, they, they use masa de harina, which is just like a dehydrated, um, nixtamal. Okay. Um, and so what that is, is you cook the, you cook the corn in water and a chemical. It's actually, it's just lime essentially, but it's okay. like in a, it's in like a powdered form. Um, you cook it for a few hours and let it sit overnight and it completely changes like the, the, um, the makeup and like the chemistry in, in the corn and it makes it edible. And mm. so like, that's what they were doing in uh, Latin America for thousands of years. And, 
discovering nixtamal actually changed the health of people in, in latin america wow. it's, it's really cool um so we were doing that for a little bit and uh we bought this uh old school victoria grinder and we were grinding corn by hand and um there, there's hardcore. a core it, it is hardcore man <laughs> it these is, are some real tacos people. yeah it, it is really hardcore no we're we want to get back to it it's just not it's not possible right now we, right. we we really need to get like a commercial grade grinder that can grind right 50 pounds of corn and in an hour like we need something like that yeah how long does it normally take to get like a full batch i mean if you're hand grinding it you're, you're going to be sitting there turning that grinder for a good two to three hours oh wow yeah like just continuously we jacked yeah. bro no <laughs> seriously jacked. we ended up breaking the grinder like we were just doing too much damn wow yeah that's crazy and, and it's tough too because it's like imagine like corn going through this uh hopper and it's getting ground up between two um gears right two yeah like two metal plates right. and uh the plates are like super close together so it takes a lot of force just to even get it to pass through right and then you're sitting there doing that for three hours it's just my goodness yeah that's a lot it is uh how long have you been open for we've been open since march nice yeah all right and where did you we're uh, coming up on a year yeah, coming up no on kidding. a year that's awesome that's crazy. it's cool so where did you originally have the idea for your business what kind of inspired you um well, I mean, that's a loaded question. Like, what inspired me? It, it's really a culmination of um, a lot of different parts of my life. But, like, the business itself, I kind of just stuck to what I was good at. You know, I was doing, at the beginning, before we really even started, I was catering, like, birthday parties and just kind of making things, uh, like pizzas and doing taco parties for my family just to, just because I wanted to. Right. right. Um, and the whole the whole taco thing, I just, I love Mexican food. And, um I used to work at Chipotle, and um, I, I was really inspired by a lot of their recipes, and uh, it, it, you know, it was just one of my favorite jobs. So, right, um, just kind of sticking to something that I knew, but finding a way to make it different—that was kind of how that all started. That's cool. How how did uh, Mr. Millennial have an impact on on like starting a McGord and stuff? Let's let's talk about um, that, like the past. Yeah, that's that's cool that you bring that up. Yeah, no, I mean it it, it gave me courage for for sure, and it. Um, I mean, it was stressful as hell. Right. Don't, don't get me wrong, because, I mean, what a time to start a business like that. Right. <laughs> um, but no, it gave me courage to know that I don't have to rely on a big corporation, a big right. company to, to help me pay my bills. I don't have to rely on them to pay my bills for me. Yeah. Um, it gave me the comfort and the confidence to talk to people I'd never met before to um, network with other small businesses right. and a lot of my partners that I have now, I don't know if I should call them partners, but like my fellow business owners that I'm, you know, I connect with a lot now right. were people that I talked to whenever I had Mr. Millennial. So that's cool. Yeah. Nice man. Um, <clears throat> so like what kind, what were some of the big obstacles you faced um, in like launching and, and getting started and uh, you know, we could kind of like roll into like projections and like, what do you, what are your plans? Yeah, so um lots of obstacles. Um I think the the biggest obstacle for me, I mean ev everyone's dealing with like a labor shortage. So right. we we had labor issues, but that was more of a product of not being open enough to give people enough hours. Right. Um but the biggest thing is more of just like overcoming my own insecurities and um learning how to assimilate good feedback and bad feedback and understanding what feedback was important right. um 
yeah, those are those are really the big the biggest things. And then I think the, another thing to add to that is just um, learning how to be re- a responsible business owner. Right. And um, I'm still working on that. Yeah, that's <laughs> it's a lot. Yeah, no, that you don't learn that overnight. Yeah. Um, and, and it takes a lot of really hard lessons to actually, um, I don't know, to to get to that level. Right. So. Yeah, there's a lot of learning curves involved and mistakes and good things, but it's it's a lot of bad things. Yeah. You know? But those are those are the things that make you grow. And you know, I always say like your worst employee is your your best uh, learning experience. Shows you like the holes in your your stuff. Um, <clears throat> that's kind of like what the obstacles are. You know, they, yeah. anything that bad happens usually usually shows you like okay, I need to be doing this or. Well, um, it's interesting you say that because I feel like. At at some points, I was probably my own worst employee, which is, it's 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 interesting to think about it now. And I think even sometimes I still might be like right. as far as skill set. No, I mean I definitely am. I have a more well balanced skill set, and I can do a lot of things really efficiently. But right. there are times where, like, yeah, like I'm the one who needs to pick it up. Right. I mean, dude, honestly, owners like we make the worst employees. Like that's why we aren't employed anywhere. You know. And like I, you know, I was an awful employee because I, I like to fix stuff. So I was really annoying. You know, if something wasn't as efficient as it could be and like nobody else cared, but like I cared a lot for, for no reason in particular, like, you know, you just start getting on people's nerves. I or, resonate with that a lot. Or if you just start, if you just do stuff, you know, like that's just not in the best, like it's just, you don't like click well with everybody else because like they're going to be there forever, you know? Yeah. And like, like we, maybe we didn't know at the time at like past jobs, but like, you know, like it was just, I didn't fit in anywhere I worked. And that was because mm-hmm. like, I was just so different and like, it makes a lot more sense. Like now I fit in with like my peers and other business owners, but I like being at a job. I was just like, man, this is so weird. Like, you know, I, I just don't feel like this is my environment, you know? Yeah. My, my favorite job though was working at city square. Not because like the job was great, but it was just, it was a good time. You know, it was fun. Mm-hmm. And then we'd go to karaoke afterwards. That's what I really liked. <laughs> I remember. <laughs> yeah, I remember back before it was Flamingo Jacks, and I, I'd oh, roll up man. to. I miss karaoke. And bro. you would be, you'd be getting it started, man. Every Wednesday. Yeah. Every Wednesday, bro, I was there for like three years. It never failed. Oh. It never and then, failed. And then Joe got a real job, and then he left. Uh, <laughs> he left the uh, Flamingo Jacks. And yeah. There was no more karaoke. Those are good times. And then there was the vault. Yeah. Did you go down in the vault? I've been there. I, I, I go down there sometimes for like stand up. Um, but there's like just generally like there's like three people there and mm-hmm. you know, doing stand up when like three people aren't listening to you is like really not fun. Oh, like you were doing stand up. Yeah, I was doing yeah. stand up. Okay. Yeah. So I was like, you know, just trying to get a feel for it. Like it's good because there was only three people there and they weren't listening to me, but it, it that builds character a lot. Um but yeah, I, I wanted to do karaoke somewhere and they have like a cool stage. Um, I don't know. I, I want to buy a school so that way I have like the gymnasium with the stage. Well, I, I guess uh, like Layton, their gym had a stage inside of it. And then like if you went to Worcester High School, like they had a whole auditor- uh, auditorium. Yeah, they have that performing it. arts center. Yeah, Man, like, it would have been so cool if they wouldn't have gotten rid of Wayne Elementary because it just sat there vacant for years. Like they didn't I don't do even know any, where Wayne is. It's like, where there's a nursing home there now. It's like the oh, Avenue or something, but there was yeah. a vacant elementary oh, yeah. school that sat there. It's where I went to school. Right. And then it sat for years, and it's like, I mean, it would have been well before the time any of us had the means right. or ability to do anything. But yeah, it's never too late, bro. I'll get a school someday. <laughs> just, just, just it's, it's, on, it. it's on my goals list, bro. That it's real. 
It's free real estate. You know, like I remember when I sold cars for like two months, and like people would like, like uh, print out pictures of like the cars they wanted to buy from selling, you know, other cars, which is funny. Um, what like a vision board thing? Yeah, kind of just like like I have to like manifest it. So like I got I got my school up on the uh, the thing. Is it on there? Did I move it? Yeah, yeah it's right, it's right it's under, the second thing. It's, on. Right it's under the under second most important the, thing. Yeah, I buy a school. I, I can't read, so it's hard. <laughs> Chad, <laughs> when you say that, the first thing that comes to mind is Napoleon Dynamite, and I don't know if Why? that's good. Or, I don't know. <laughs> Wait, what did you say? Which part? When he says, "I want to buy a school and have like the 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 stage," I, I just think of Napoleon Dynamite. <laughs> oh, dude, that's like, so like, mean. That, like vote for Pedro. Yeah, like, well, I don't, don't remember do that. that for like a talent show or something. Didn't you reenact that? Me or is that someone? That was somebody else. I did. I did do the talent show at Triway. But you didn't do the Napoleon Dynamite thing? No, I did an improv skit. Oh. It was uh, Super Safari Man Jim. Actually, and I broke the DVD. I used to carry the DVD everywhere with me in my book bag. And like, <laughs> like every, I just showed it to people. Like, they would be like, what the hell is this? Man. <laughs> like, it was like my tape, man. I was like, if I, if I ever run into tape. a producer at Hollywood, I'm freaking set, bro. Absolutely. I'd be on SNL. A real go-getter. I think before before we move on to anything else, I just want to acknowledge from the previous <laughs> episode of this podcast how you were talking about how you'd run around like the College of Worcester. Yeah, and, and then just... I remember that. And it's so uh, weird. Is that good or bad? I don't, I don't know. know. I mean, it's just a part of who, who you... Yeah. I don't know if I should say who you are, but it's a part of what made you who you are, I Dude, guess. Dude, there's, so there's people that know me, and it's you either know me pre-woosh or post-woosh. And those are two very different opinions mm-hmm. like people carry. And it's like so strange to run into people like post whoosh because they're like, Oh man, I like I respect you so much, like you're a great business owner and then everybody but, before whoosh is like, Yeah, I knew you before, like you can't trick any of us. <laughs> but it's like, I was there. Do you think like <laughs> Because you're the same person. It's like you're not trying to pull anything on anybody. Yeah. It's just like It was a, just people didn't take me seriously because I hadn't done... I, I haven't met their requirement of like mm. success or standard. But what? Like rotting at a job for like 20 years and then maybe retiring? Yeah, or, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Oh, that's personal, man. <laughs> you know how people are, man. It's, it's whatever. Yeah. They, they need to be shown the way, though. And that's like, you know, that's kind of like my new job. It's mm. to show people, inspire, you know, let them know that you can do this. And this isn't just a podcast. We're going to break the fourth wall right now. Right if now. you need help, hit me up. Woosh Delivery on Facebook. Chad Tennant on Facebook. Hit me up. If you need help, I will help you. It's yeah. like too many people don't take chances in life or they just don't know where to start. And like for me, you know, like I try to solve the three problems for people. It's like I don't have time, I don't have money, I don't know where to start. It's like those are the three biggest obstacles. And it's like those are the three that I've learned how to master. And so if there's anything I'm good at now, it's starting projects. Whether or not I finish them or yeah, not, I was going to say. Another, <laughs> But I, you know, I, 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 I usually do, uh, you know, like this podcast, like we're consistent. Woosh has been consistent. Yeah. I have a scooter Every company. Moment. Still work on that. Um, yeah. So, I mean, people, people need help and it's like, I get it, you know, it's, it's, it's hard and it's intimidating. And like, that's why we were doing this podcast is to talk about, like, learn about the people behind the business. And it's like, Hey, we're all just regular people, but we, you know, we took a risk and it worked. Um, <clears throat> you know, if we all start working together on stuff like your odds of failing are even less. So, yeah, and I can vouch for that. Yeah, because like uh, w- when I started, Mister Millennial, um, you were one of the first people that I tried to network with, and um, I definitely got a lot of really good advice from Chad. Um, and, and I, I still go to you when I, I think I got like, now that I've been doing it long enough, I, I feel like I don't need to reach out for right. things, but I, I do find comfort in knowing that if I ever did, 
that I could just shoot you a message and I'm going to get responded to and there's going to be some sort of right there's a resource yeah for sure and it's like it's so important to have people you can brainstorm with too you know that's huge is like having and so just people to bounce ideas off of like you know I've got my call list and I'll just go through a list of people and I just like you're like hey what do you think about this or you know I, I like to talk to people on the phone um and I'll just be like hey you know I'm having I'm thinking about this or like Brian the other day you know I was just sitting there and I was like oh man we should create an NFT line and so I hit him up and I just started like you know thinking about that and then I, I generally like forget all that stuff, so I put it in a notepad, and then I like find it like later on, and I'll be like, "Oh man, that was such a great idea." Well, that's like, I think it comes down to you're talking about like people's fears for stuff. I think, or at least something that weighs on me is like structure. It's like you said, it's nice to have support and resources to reach out to if you have any questions. But I think when a lot of people look at going from working whatever job they're working, if they're trying to start a business, it's like there's a less defined structure for it. It's not like, oh, hey, like you can go to college and get a job in this market or you can right. go to trade school or whatever and get a job in this market and then you have everything laid out for you until you retire or go get another job or whatever. But here it's more just like all kind of word of mouth stuff. It's stuff that you have to draft up on your own. And yeah, you got to build your own structure. I mean, like a frontier in a way. There's not, yeah. the it be- doesn't seem as pinned down. The best way to do it too is to just run into problems and, and solve it. Like that is like literally how I do everything in life is like, you know, I don't, I don't know a lot of stuff. So if I run into a problem, I'm like, oh man, I got to figure this out. And you know, the way you can define an entrepreneur is if, if you don't figure it out, well, that's it for you. You know, like that's the end of your story. So you have the people that figure it out and then you have the people that don't figure it out and you got to be the person that figures it out. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I've always lacked structure, so <laughs> I can't give any lessons on that. Yeah. Being an entrepreneur is like getting lost with a map versus getting lost with a GPS. Like, right. Like with a GPS, at least if you get lost, like it, it's only a matter of time before you you find something. You you're, find. you're kind of writing the map, honestly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah you're, you're like you the just, map you're maker. in the woods with a with an empty piece of paper, and you're like, okay, I gotta I, I gotta remember where I came from, so I gotta write it all down, and then that's as you true. Explore, that's some true stuff, man. Yeah. It really is like that. You gotta you as you're going, you know, you're you're creating this map, so you never know it's gonna be ahead of you, but you always know it's behind you. Wow, that's deep. All right, we gotta like start making some T-shirts. That's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Oh man! So uh, yeah, let's talk about uh, what's some what are some of the success that you've seen since you've started? Yeah. So I don't know. Okay, so like I I don't want to get like all philosophical, and and I'm I, I'm really gonna try not to, but um, I think that like when when people define their success, um, lots of times they'll talk about like you know this big catering order that I just got or. Um, the fact that like the, the our sales are high or yada yada yada. For me, the biggest success is just being able to finally, after almost a year, being able to build a culture, uh, ha- have employees that are motivated to come and work, right? And um and and just kind of seeing each employee grow. And and I'll just give you an example. This is a big success for me. Okay, people people know, or if they don't, like I just got it. I just got an enclosed trailer. We're gonna make it. I saw that. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. And 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 that's great. Like that's awesome. I'm really excited. My wife even she mentioned it last night before we were going to bed. She's like, "Babe, you just bought a food truck." And I'm just like, "Yeah, that's pretty cool, huh?" (laughs) Um, But but like the big successes for me are like more uh, microscopic than that. Like last night we were doing a prep shift and, uh, one, one of our employees 
she usually struggles with um, cutting sweet potatoes. Okay, sweet potatoes suck. People don't want to cut those. Yeah, they're real dense. They're hard to cut through. They're okay? big and uh, strange shaped. Yeah, and, and and the big thing for me was um, being able to like take the time to show her and to really like just kind of like lay it out like this is the way you need to hold your knife this is the way you need to rock your knife and after about 15 minutes just seeing the progress like okay she just went from not being able to do it to like now she can do it but not only do it but like she can do it very well nice those are the big successes for me and i'm sure that you see stuff like that with like your employees and like the way that they handle their day-to-day tasks like those really start to add up after a while right um, so yeah, I mean, stuff like that's really big, for sure. but yeah. Um, so we just got the trailer. We're going to start working on that. Um, that that's going to be huge. Um, the college, uh, it's been wonderful working with the college of Worcester. Oh yeah. Um, it's weird. Cause like I've, I grew up in this town and I've never had a connection with the college of Worcester until now. It's, it's so like, they're like, so like outside of everything. But, like, in the center of town at the same time. Yeah. It's so strange. They're so, like, disconnected. But they're awesome. Yeah. They're, 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 I love going there and working. Um, I, I they've been so welcoming yeah. to, to our that's team. Good. They got a huge kitchen. They let us use everything. Um, oh, that's amazing. Yeah. No, it, and it, it's really, really opened the doors for yeah. a lot of. The, that's a beautiful relationship. It is. And you don't see that a lot. Yeah, so we just signed a contract. We'll be we'll be back there for the spring semester. So nice, bro. We'll be there. Hell yeah, it's big time. That is a big. That is a big yeah. W. I would I would honestly, if I could go and and just always have a job at the College of Worcester serving their students, I'd do it. Yeah, like, yeah, it's, that's cool. It's that cool. That's awesome. Yeah, that's amazing. Damn, man, that's that's a big one. I, I remember we were talking about that at the, at the kitchen. Um, oh, I need, I still need to get more footage of you with like the actual cooking process and stuff. Yeah, I got the video in a in a folder um, somewhere, ready ready to go once okay. I get uh, some more stuff in there. That's cool. So yeah, like let's let's see let's like talk about the next year and the next and the maybe the next two years. Like what what does that look like for you and what are your you know what are your goals and well I'm ambitious yeah. right um, I'm probably the most optimistic person you'll ever meet. Um, so basically here here's what we here's what we want to do so um i well first of all we're going to get the food truck going and i want to have that booked out for all of 2022 yep. and um, we're already starting to get inquiries about it we've made some connections so i don't think That's it's awesome. going to take very long uh we're going to be booked uh all all throughout the year awesome. um and while doing that i also want to so since our team is trained and big enough we can be sending a food truck to a winery and we right. can be catering a wedding That's on the awesome. same day. Oh, nice. Yeah. So hashtag goals. Really? You know, it's really cool. Um, my idea is I want to be able to have multiple food trucks. Right. And, um, I, I think it's very possible that we could have more than one food truck, um, two, maybe even three by the end of next year. Right. So, so you're converting this to like a trailer, right? You could be pulling yeah, out the truck. Yeah. So, so with, with food truck, food trailer in, in, um, in this industry, it's pretty much synonymous. Um, yeah, no engine. My, my pickup truck will be pulling it. Okay. Yeah. It's, I'm, we were looking into a food truck a while back and I, I found this company where you can like custom spec out, um, food trucks and like, honestly, like it really wasn't that bad. Like we had specced one out to make like gourmet grilled cheeses and it was like, <clears throat> it was close to like 90 or a hundred thousand dollars. But, um, <clears throat> one of the things about food trucks is they don't lose value. 
No. Like they hold on to that value, bro. We were looking at truck. I, I saw used trucks from like 1980s, 1990s, 300,000 miles, $60,000. Really? Yeah. Rough shape, $60,000. I was like, what in the? This is crazy, man. Like, yeah. I was just like looking at all these trucks. I was like, there's nothing. To find a food truck under like $20,000 that isn't completely rotted out or it is it is nuts. It's got to be even worse now probably with the way the vehicle market is. Yeah. So, I mean, to me, like owning a food truck as like a restaurant owner is like one of the best assets you could own. I mean, if anything, it might appreciate depending on like, uh, you know, what you do and if you get at night, like a really nice wrap on it and stuff, you know, like you have some food trucks that are just like real plain and stuff and they have like a, a sticker, but... You need that clean wrap, you know, it makes all the oh, difference. Oh, we'll be going to sign design. Yeah, dude. Yeah. They, man, I, I cannot stress enough, like, how much that company has helped me and, and my friends. And just, like, you know, not under, like, I did not have the money when I started Woosh to get that thing wrapped. And so I was like, yeah, I, like, <laughs> I was like, I have, like, $300. You know, I need this wrap. I need these logos. I need all this stuff. And they're like. You know what, man? You know we, we we don't we don't know anything about you, and we don't know if this business is gonna work. But uh, you know we we believe in you and what you're doing. So they let me make payments on it, and I mean it paid it it paid for itself a hundred times over. You know it's yeah. it's insane the value. Um, and just being like humble enough to to listen to other people's opinions. You know people get really attached to like their logos, especially like if it's something they design themselves or. Um, you know, like thinking like, you know, what's best. And it's like, these people do this for a living. Like, you know, you gotta be able to, you gotta be humble enough to take advice and, and make, you know, understand that you don't know more than the per- the people doing this for a profession. And that's not always true, but it is definitely true in this case. And yeah, my, my experience was, was really, really impactful. We, you know, I kind of the same thing. I, right. I, uh, when I was working with Ken, I, I kind of like, I, I would I would be like you know, I really want to get this logo done. Um, I had some things come up like I don't have the money right now, but but like I I want this like I want this badly. Right. And and I had to reschedule several times because just the finances weren't there. Right. But then there was a point where I was like you know what, let's do this. And so I, I gave him I here's the thing I didn't even tell him what I wanted. I didn't like I I was like. I want my logo to be an expression of the food that I serve. So I showed him pictures of my food and I told them, I don't really want this to be something with like sombreros and, um, like a bunch of like the, the, like real cliche, right, like, like logo design, I, like stereotypical icons, like, like dancing peppers and right. stuff. Like I didn't want that. Um, I, I was like, I want this to be about the food. I don't want this to be about anything other than the food. And, um, so, so they took like colors from the different foods, um, and and ingredients that I use. And I I mean, I, the the moment I saw it, like I, I almost cried. I was like, (laughs) like, like, I don't understand how you guys were able to get this so perfect. Like I didn't know it could be this good. Right. And, um, yeah, I'll always remember that, that logo unveil with, with, uh, Ken and his son. And yeah, it was, it was a very special day. It's crazy, man. They, they just are, they hit it every single time it, it, it's in, it's not even fair like how, how right they've done three logos for my businesses and each one is just like better than the next how like, much time does it normally take for them to do is it like dude it's like a couple days man too? well it's so yeah. fast okay so mine took a little bit longer but that's because they worked their asses off to fit mine in they were so busy they're always busy it was They're such so a busy slammed. time yeah like 
they didn't have time for it. And he told me, he's like, you know, I don't, <laughs> we're so booked out. We're booked out for a month. Right. But I'll get this done in two weeks. Yeah. They, wow. Ken was a real one, man. And it's, it's so sad that he is, he's not with us anymore. But yeah, I mean, I, I, I like, I literally can't recommend sign design enough. If you have logos that you need done, if you have wraps, if you need vinyl stickers, you know, like, uh, those, those stickers have been a, a vital part of my business. Um, you know, just getting that on every single business I work with. And, um, you know, I get people that, that'll like drive through McDonald's. They'll send me a picture of the, my, uh, my thing and, and tag us on Facebook or send it to me on Snapchat or something. And, uh, it's just, you know, it's, it's so crazy that like, that was my experience with them. And I'm just like, yeah, like any, anybody, anytime somebody asks me, I'm just like, you gotta go. Like, it doesn't matter how much it costs. You gotta go. You know, the, the money doesn't even matter. It's, it's not even expensive anyway. Like no, my rap, you know, if it wasn't reflective, like it only would have been $600. Like it was, I paid 1200 bucks for it. Well, and, and also I, I do think that as much as that is a matter of perspective, once you've been a business owner long enough and it doesn't take long, yeah, you start looking at like your marketing and like what, okay, I can spend 40, 40 bucks on a Facebook ad. Right. And, and there, I was doing that before I had my logo. I did a couple ads and then right. I just thought like, man. I, I, I'm like one more ad away from having a logo. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yep. So, so I like mean, you're spending the money one way or another. Yeah. So why not? yeah. And yeah. and you'll learn like later down the road when you like look back at like the pricing and stuff, you're like, this is like free. Yeah. Like, this is basically as cheap as for the quality of work and the time. And, and I mean, it's just, it, they could charge whatever and it would still be worth it, you know? Yeah. Well, I was looking at it more in the, the scope of, um, like scaling it to my personal money right. as opposed to like the business's money. Right. And when you own a business, like the business has more money than you. Yeah. So, um, what, what might've looked like 250 bucks to me for the business, it really doesn't look like that much at all. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool. It's an interesting perspective for sure. Like separating, separating those two types of things and, uh, you know, getting a feel for like what that's like. Mm hmm. Um, so we talked about you know, get some of your short-term girls, goals and stuff. Uh, what does what like the long-term look like for you in Oma Gord? You know, what what is like, you know, food truck in every state or what what are, what are we looking at? Um, you know, I I don't really know what we look like 10, 20 years from now. Sure. But I'm focused on building a model that can be replicated without losing its impact. Right. So. Um, I don't really want to water down the business by having a fleet of a hundred or anything like that. Right. But, um, what about a standalone restaurant? You, yeah. you got that in the books? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I, I do really love, um, Chipotle's model. I, I, um, I think that because I know it so well, I, I could probably in a couple of years open up a restaurant and feel comfortable that I can hire the right people to help me run it. Right. Um, the, but the idea is let's get the food trucks. Let, let's get a small fleet of food trucks and cover more area in Ohio and the surrounding states. And let's scope those areas out for brick and mortar right. locations. So have yeah. you looked into, uh, I know there's places like Amazon during like their ship changes and stuff. They've been having like food trucks in their parking lots and I've heard Scheffler that too. Scheffler is successful. That. Yeah. I've, I've got a couple, uh, uh, food truck mentors, okay. um, local food truck, uh, owners. And, um, they, they tell me that, uh, like sometimes they'll get an, inc- quite often actually, I shouldn't say sometimes that's downplaying it, but like free delay and, and Luke right. and, um, yeah, they, they get, they get a lot of, uh, jobs uh, at factories. And that's the cool thing about being a food truck owner is that, um, 
you, you can project your whole entire season out and leave a couple of days open and mm-hmm. like work's going to come to you. Right. The, you should, the, yeah. Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. I was going to say, you should definitely check out the hospital too. Like yeah. everyone there that I know of right now. And even like in generally Northeast Ohio, they're all pretty upset. Like, staffing the amount of work but like the one thing they all need is good food and like they'll dude, i mean yeah. dude when i worked at Sheffler, up, like. when i worked at Sheffler, they got rid of our uh our lunch and second shift really and so like you know i didn't pack a lunch because i was that guy and so all we had was the cuyahoga vending machines oh the spinning wheel of bro death. i gotta tell you oh, no. i would mm. rather go outside and make like a dirt and bark sandwich <laughs> than eat out of that machine i don't want to pay four dollars for something that's gonna make me poop my pants a freaking <laughs> pizza burger oh my god dude it yeah. was i was like dude this is criminal like you can't do this to us we don't have any food what are you gonna do about it yeah and then they opened up like this little like snack area like and it was just like dude this is disgraceful man it's like first first and third shift can eat can eat the lunch but like nah second bro nah we don't care if it's 110 degrees in there and you're doing strenuous manual labor there's no there's no you can't get a sandwich what are you crazy mm. like Fresh food. Get out of here. <laughs> so when, when you say they got rid of your lunch, what does that mean? They just closed the cafeteria down during our shift. So nobody was just in. Just your shift? Yeah. What was their reasoning? So like behind? third shift, I mean, it wasn't like during their like lunchtime, but it was like open in the morning. So if they ate later on in the in the shift, they could still get lunch and or whatever you want to call it. Do they just not have people to staff it? or I don't know, just- dude. I think they wanted me to quit, so I did. That was like, that, dude. Uh, whenever they said that, I was like, bro, I got to launch whoosh like right now. The universe is just conspiring was, against you. I mean, it was probably a blessing in disguise. You know, I was just like, okay, cool, I'm out. No, <laughs> this I job sucks already. This is the last straw. I'm already paying too much for the crappy, you know, cafeteria food that they're serving us. But that's a lot of cafeterias, man. And like, same like third shift, bro. Like they're all those factories on third are looking for something like that. Like if we had a insomnia cookie or like a ihop or an omegore truck it and third shift man would kill it yeah yeah people would be like when are you gonna open up at three in the morning i'm like probably never (laughs) there's literally nobody in town anymore that is open 24 hours like mcdonald's taco bell walmart they're all closed it's honestly it it, it's a really good opportunity for the people who want to do it like I won't. I won't ever rule something out because I'm an opportunist. So, like, if an opportunity presents itself, I'm going to say yes before I even think about it. Right. <laughs> but if I had people who wanted to work third shift, I'd go do it. Yeah. Why not? Third shift is hard, man. <laughs> I've never done it, but it looks hard. Some people are built for it. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not either. I don't know. I don't even know how I feel about second shift because, like, I, I mean, it's cool, but. Um, you know, I work late and then I still wake up at like seven thirty. I'm just like, this isn't cool. And then you feel like a zombie. Yeah, I'm just tired all the time. <laughs> so, it's what are, uh, if anything, is there something that you would decide to do differently, looking back? Um, well, that's that's kind of tough. Um, I I mean, I, I do think that there were some events that I probably could have planned for better. Um. I think I tried to do too much of it on my own and, and that ultimately led to like a lot of anxiety and, um, just shortcomings. Um, I mean, at, at the very beginning, like, sure. I, I didn't have uh, a whole bunch of employees. Um, but I also didn't need to go in and spend six to eight hours prepping, um, being away from my family. Um, so, 
I don't know if there's anything I would have done differently. I, I, I just think that like if I if I could do it again, I probably would have done certain things smarter and more efficiently. Right. But do you think it's all stuff like you probably wouldn't have learned any other way, so it would have been a wash? Isn't it always like that? <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, it kind of feels like that. Yeah. Yeah. No. It. It. I. I. I don't look at it like. So we had a pop-up event that, in my eyes, was a complete failure. But at the same time, I don't look at it that way because, like, had I not learned that it was a failure, again, I, I shouldn't keep using that word because it really wasn't. It was a great it's learning a challenging experience. learning experience. Yeah. Well, had we not had that, maybe our our wedding that we catered for 150 people, maybe that would have been the big, the big ball to drop or... Right. Um, uh, maybe the college, maybe we wouldn't be prepared for the college had we not learned how to be prepared. Right. So. Yeah. That's incredible. It's all fair. relative. Yeah. That's cool. All right. So, you know, how, how can we, how can we help you? Like if, if anybody's listening right now, you know, what, what can they do to support you? You know, we have a really good support system and, and I'd like to keep continuing to grow that support system. Um, I really just like engaging with people. I like talking with people. Um, if, if you come and, and you try our food, I'd love to know. I'd like to hear your, about your experience. Um, we're always looking for ways to get better. Uh, I, th- I think people underestimate the impact of sharing and uh, sharing and sharing, whether right. it's on Instagram or Facebook. Yep. Um, and and I, I think if the food's good, people will talk but um, just continuing to invite your if you if you're somebody who already supports us, just invite your friends and family. And if you told them about us and they still haven't made it down, keep bothering them. Because right. I think it's important to share some of your favorite experiences with your favorite people. Right. You know, and that that's kind of how that community starts to grow. Yeah. Um. But yeah, no, uh, we're on Facebook. We're on uh, Instagram. We're gonna get a TikTok presence going. Right now, I'm running it under my personal name, and it's uh, just my capacity to run TikTok right now is just not where it needs to be. So, right. uh, we'll be getting a TikTok here before too long. But yeah, just engage with us. That's the big thing. Perfect. What are What are your uh, social links? Oh, uh, I, I'm pretty sure it's just uh, Facebook dot com slash omagord and uh on instagram it's uh oma underscore gord okay real simple sweet yeah. and how did you come up with the name you know just playing around with it, stuff it, it reminded me of the ermagord yeah like that's that was the first thing i thought of yeah um so i've always kind of had a dream of doing a food truck or a restaurant and uh i, I knew i was never really like that um, like qualified head chef and that was just something I was willing to accept but I knew that when I did do something that I'd you know do something different do something special um, so so the name actually comes from an idea that I was going to open a vegan restaurant bistro something um, okay. because uh, of my wife and I so um, I, 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 she knew, and we were just kind of talking about it, coming up with names and stuff. And then one day I was going to my corporate job and I was like, all right, babe, listen, I got it. It's, uh, we're going to call it, uh, Omagord Vegan Bistro. And she's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, listen, I'm telling you right now, this is it. And she's like, I actually really like that. Yeah. It's awesome. And, uh, yeah, no, it's just fun. Like, and that's what it is. Like, I think about my business and I think about um, the things I love about it and 
I love to spread positivity and, and good energy. Right. And um, I want the name. I wanted the name to be fun. I wanted it to be something that's memorable. Yeah. Um, you say whoosh, like man, like you know that. Like yeah. if you're in Worcester and you don't know whoosh, then you just moved here. <laughs> when I when I when I drive and stuff, like I look at people and you you can see them like mouthing it. Like it's, <laughs> it's one of the easiest things to lip read. They're just like whoosh. Who's that whoosh guy? Is it whoosh or whoosh? And I'm just like, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever you want it to be. Yeah. Well, like, I say kinda, whoosh. You know what I just realized is like, is it whooser or or wooster? Like, it, it begs to question. Like, should it be whoosh then? Or? Yeah, I don't know. Like I said, it's just a. It's really just personal preference because, like, I don't say wooster, you know, but I say whoosh. It's how we know you're not from here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You freaking outsiders! <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. Is it is it Bell or Beal? I still can't that's remember. How, that's how you know who lives here. Yeah, no, I don't know. <laughs> I, I get that one a lot. It's like, how do you how do you say it? I'm just like, I mean, what do you how, what do you think? They're like, whoosh guy says it's this. That's what it is. You know, I'm also the whoosh guy. I don't have a name anymore. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> that's 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 what I'm recognized as. That that I I can't explain to you how weird that has been. Like yeah. that transition of just like, you know, just being. You just like, are your business now. Yeah, like, I that's really what it is. It's like, oh, that's the whoosh guy. Like and like I don't know. I guess I just never really thought of it like that. But uh, it, it's kind of strange. Like every time I go somewhere, they're like, oh, it's the whoosh guy's here. <laughs> yeah. It's like what is Chad? I, I get that name. too. I get that too. I I I am the taco guy, and, and it's the just, Omagord guy. <laughs> yeah. Omagord, it's the taco guy. <laughs> There we go. There we go. Say that next time. It is a weird oh thing. Lord. It is a weird thing. Like, uh, I, you're so much more than that. But like, if if that's how you're gonna recognize me, and and it, it and, and it gives you like that memory of like this is the experience I'm providing right. for people. That's cool. Like, I'm cool with that. Yeah. But get. I mean, if we get a chance to get to know each other, that'd be nice too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think it's fun. It's like you, you just have so many like superficial art, like interactions. Like, or if I'm like in the parking lot, and somebody's like driving by and they just start screaming out their window. <laughs> it's like you know, like there's nothing you can do about that. Yeah, it's like, something that probably wouldn't have happened otherwise, though. It opens so up weird. like a whole new avenue for you to get <laughs> yeah. to know people. Maybe, or maybe they'll just scream at you. But <laughs> it's just because they can't. Yeah. yeah. Do you feel like? like a superhero in a way Whoosh guy. not because you're like super like um talented or anything <laughs> or or like you can fly but just because like kids are like that's the guy that that owns whoosh like it no i feel exactly the same yeah. <laughs> i think that's why it's so weird is because other people perceive me as like something that i don't perceive myself as well, you separate yourself in your business, and as a business yeah. owner, that's what you should do because if you become your business then you're 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 separating yourself from your life right and and who you actually are no and that's and that's a hard thing too is like for people to accept because like on facebook like i'll I'll have an opinion or something or i'll say something and people are like you can't say that you're a business owner and i'm like what does that mean i can't have opinions on my personal profile well i think like, i didn't post this on, i didn't post this on my business page you know and this is something that i don't really know how to get around yet because i think that's just kind of a product of the way that we're raised and the way we go to school is like they teach you to identify with whatever you choose to do for your job like right. i joined the military and the marine corps became like my personality they were inseparable and then <laughs> i had a dodge challenger yeah. and <laughs> no, not, <laughs> it wasn't that bad um 
but like, and then after that, like I became a paramedic and it was like just the amount of work to get through all of that and like memorize all of that. It was like, even when you're not on the clock, you have to study stuff. And it's like, even when you're not, or you're working so much that the only people you see outside of your job are like the people you're working with anyway. And you always talk shop. And if you don't separate work and life, it's just like they run together. And then, I mean, now that I'm out of the Marines and now that I'm not working on like a squad or anything right now, it's just like, oh, like. I'm a whole person outside of the stuff that I was doing, but it's weird. It's like an adjustment and I'm still trying to figure out what to do with that. And then it's like, I feel like a lot of people, if they, I mean, they can be really successful, but maybe they're only successful because their entire business is their also their entire life and they can't separate the two, but then that causes problems with like family and whatever. But it's like, what do you, do you feel like you actively have to do anything to like kind of keep the separate spheres like do you have to consciously like tell yourself like hey like i have to be careful about this kind of stuff or oh yeah yeah what do you do for that um well it's more so just being like yeah like being very aware that there are parts of my day that i do not owe my time to my business here's the thing when you when you start a business like you want to spend as much time as you can working on the business especially like when you're on one and like you're on a streak and like things are going well you want to put as much time as you can into that business but you know you kind of have to find a balance if you don't you'll have trouble in your marriage you'll find that you're not connecting well with your kids you haven't called your mom in a while right like those things are really important so i um if I'm working on my business at home, um, you know, I, I make sure that like I've spent quality time with uh, my my dog, my wife. My wife should have came first, but she didn't. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I gotta edit that part. Out. <laughs> Who's happier to see you when you get um, home after a long day? Probably my dog. <laughs> <laughs> probably my dog. Why did you Why did you put the clothes next to the hamper, Justin? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> no. Just being aware, but also understanding that as much as you owe that part of yourself to your family, you owe it to yourself too. Right. So whether you're it's still, going you're on, still a person. Yeah. Whether it's going on a hike or for me, like I, I, I haven't, and that's the thing. That's another thing about being a business owner is you still have to take care of yourself. And, yep. and part of that is just giving yourself the time that you need to do the things that you love to do. I have not hiked much at all this year. And that's one of my favorite things to do. I've not right. been playing basketball. There's a lot of things that I've not been doing because I've been devoted to the business. Now, I'm more aware of that now, and it's getting to the point where I'm okay with the business not growing as fast as I wanted it to be at the very beginning. Right. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm all right with, with putting that time into myself now. Yeah. I mean, sometimes you got to take a step back and just like, and, you know, enjoy yourself, enjoy your life. And those, those strides always come back to, you know, like sometimes I'll, I'll have those periods where I'm just like, I don't want to do anything right now. You know, I'll, I'll go a week and I'm just like, you know, I haven't posted anything i haven't i haven't done anything and i'm just like i haven't even thought about it then i'll have the weeks where it's like 15 hours a day you know and uh i don't know i'm like an extremist though and like when i get excited about something it's over you know Mm -hmm. i i I can't focus on anything else and like that that's kind of that was like one of my problems too in school is like you know if i wasn't interested i i didn't do it and then most of school is not interesting (laughs) (laughs) i didn't do anything and then, you know, when I graduated, I was like, oh, I'm not an idiot. This is great. <laughs> it's like then, you know, hi- I hyper focus on stuff and it's it's like good in some places where you can focus on one thing for 15 hours. Like it's that's really crazy. But then it's like you got periods where you don't do anything for a week. And that, that's where like, you know, my balance is way off where 
like a normal person might be able to focus on something for a couple hours and then take a break and then uh, maintain that over a longer yeah, period. Yeah, I've just I've just accepted I'm just not normal. I never will be, but that's okay. That makes me unique and that's that's who I am as a person. Exactly. I got my costume in the other room. I'll put it on. <laughs> <laughs> I got a we got a Bigfoot costumes. Okay. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, we we need to we need to go back and film that thing. Yeah, we need to finish that up with audio. <laughs> oh man, yeah. So I I got a uh, I have a Rode um, mic that uh, mounts on like my camera, and I don't know what happened, but like the lithium battery it came with just like stopped working, um, and so like we were out. This is like the second or third time it like wouldn't turn on when my camera turned on, and like I just didn't think to look for it because it always did it automatically. Um, and we recorded like half an hour of like this weird, um, Bigfoot caught, uh, Bigfoot commercial out in like uh, Spangler park mm-hmm. with, you know, it was like cold. There's like people walking by. It's yeah, just, it was pretty chilly. Brian was just like a woman and Steven was in a Bigfoot costume. <laughs> yeah. It was just super weird. Um, and then like at the end of it, I was like, we were like playing it back and I was like, it's pretty quiet, isn't it? <laughs> I think it's too quiet. What's up? What's up with this? And I was like, oh, no, the, the mic wasn't on the whole time. Just make it weirder and just do a full voiceover. Dude, I, well, no, I, did, did, that, did, I did that for my Feasty Boys video where uh, we were, we did a McDonald's conspiracy video. Okay. And uh, the audio got cut out the whole thing. And so I was like, oh, man, I'm going to have to voice this over. I can't just not post this anymore. Like, this is the second time it's happened. And so, like, uh, as uh, I voice over for Austin, too, and I was like, okay, and for Austin, I'm going to be voicing, uh, vo- voicing over as Austin Tina, and I did, like, a, a woman voice. I'll have to send you the link. But, uh, <laughs> you had fun with it. <laughs> did I you thought, post it? Yeah, it's on, okay. our Fe- it's on our Feasty Boys channel. Yeah, it was, like, because I remember, what, it was uh, the Astro World concert. It was, like, those people got trampled, yeah. and all these people were putting up conspiracy theories about it, and Chad's like, oh, my God, I can't believe this. Like, check out this conspiracy. I, like I was like, I can't believe it. It's all true. <laughs> yeah, I found a link, like, confirming it. It was the link to my video about McDonald's. <laughs> so I, was like, I was like, this is, like, not Pe- like- people were unironically liking it. Jerry. I was gonna say, did you get some uh, thumbs down for that? That's no, kind of. No, I thought it was funny. No, I think it. I think it's. I think it's pretty funny. <laughs> I was like, I was like, man, I hope they click on this video. This will be funny, you know. But uh, yeah, so McDonald's medium fries. <laughs> just so you know, I'll, I'll sum it up. Medium fries are a scam. Medium Don't, lies. Medium lies. That's right. <laughs> Don't ever, don't ever buy medium fry again. It's either small or large. There's, there's no difference. There, I'm not gonna say there's no difference. There is a very minute difference between small and medium. But medium, McDonald's. you're losing the most money. Or something. Yeah, you're yeah. paying way more for a medium, and you're getting, um, point like four percent more of uh, fries. Yeah, it was, it was, it was negligible. Like, so it was like, it was like 1.9 ounces for a small. Uh, it was like 2.4, 2.5 for a medium, and then a six for a large. So it's like you either get like two and some ounces in a small, or you get six in a large. Hmm. So interesting. Was, yeah, I was like, wow, this is actually pretty interesting. Yeah, I've seen the the Starbucks drinks. You know, like that's the, kind of where I got the idea. Yeah. Um, What's the? Like, there's like where a, you pour like the whatever the small into the medium and then to the large. So they just charge you for like a bigger cup, but like it's pretty much the same amount that they're giving you, or what? Well, I think the tall cup is taller and the yeah, grande it's not as is wide. wider, right? And, and like there's supposed to be like a four ounce discrepancy, but like if you pour one into the other, it, 
it's like the same. Right. It's, it's not a big difference. <laughs> like they just put more ice in it or something. I like guess. like coffee isn't cheap enough, you cheapskates. Come on, man. You're charging seven dollars for those drinks. It's all it's all sugar anyway. People line up around that building every oh day. Oh my gosh, dude. Uh, my like hands down, two worst places to deliver from. Starbucks and KFC. Because they're always packed? KFC just sucks. <laughs> they, they it's suck, the famous man. bowl, man. It's the number one selling fast food item it of is. all time. Yes, it is. And the famous bowl? Yeah. Yes, I, I had one last number night. One. They're, it's they're, so good, bro. It's so good. It's so good. And, I, and I hate reason. KFC. <laughs> I, I, last time I was there, I was, I was in line for an hour. And when I got to the speaker, she was like, why don't you just come in and get the order? I was like, looking back. And it was like all of the cars blocking all of the spots. And I was like, yeah, let me go back around after I've waited here for 45 minutes. Park. Get trapped. And then not be able to leave. I was like, come on, man. Like, yeah. So, and then Starbucks is just because they're always busy. And because, like, they don't put last names on cups and, like, all the people that order have, like, the same name as everybody else. So I get real nervous. It's a like, nightmare. And sometimes it'll be, like, one of two. And then they have, like, another thing that's, like, one of two. Like, if they get, like, a sandwich and a drink and then, like, a cake pop or something. Uh, yeah. So I just don't like doing them. They make me nervous. I don't, I don't want to, like, mess stuff up, but. Actually, our new ordering system will take care of a lot of those problems. That's so. good. Yeah, I'm excited for that. We launch tomorrow, actually. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes, sir. Let's go. Yeah. For everybody, uh, we re- we record all of these on Mondays, um, but we post them on Friday. So uh, tomorrow's Tuesday. Because <laughs> yeah. like, if you watch like Good Mythical Morning and you're like, oh, it's a Thanksgiving special, it's like it's not Thanksgiving for them, you know? Like they've already recorded. <laughs> they have to this. act like it's Thanksgiving. Yeah, and and they actually, if you listen to their podcast, Ear Biscuits, uh, they talk about that as well. I didn't know they had a podcast. Yeah, it's actually really good. I, I like their podcast. I listen to them, like Tom Segura, uh, Joe Rogan. Do you remember like their early days of? Of uh, Rhett and Link back when they were just Rhett and Link. Oh, dude, I watch their stuff all the time. Yeah, I'll yeah. go back like ten years. Epic rap battle. Yeah, and they 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 dude they they kind of remind me of like the old Lonely Island days. Um, so like they actually got their start from a uh, it was called Commercial Kings, and they would do commercials for local businesses. Mm. Really? And they yeah, and they got like some traffic doing it. They would like have all these viral videos, and uh, they they get they went out to um, L. A. Um, and they were gonna do like a show. And then the show, the show like fell through, and then they just started doing like YouTube videos. I think they were already making YouTube videos, but they weren't like, you know, they weren't like big. Um, and then they got like, uh, there was like something with like YouTube back in the day, like YouTube Red. And then uh, I don't know. It, there, there's a lot. I mean, they've been in the game for a long time. But yeah, they're they're. I would go back like seven, eight years, and just like you, like watching the process is is super cool. Like seeing like the logo at the beginning change and like the animations and, but like what they've done, like in terms of like content and stuff, has like been almost untouched. It's it's insane, you know. Their their format is really good. The structure is really good, um, and it's very consistent. It's so. aged pretty well too. Yeah, I mean for sure. So they they've got some great content. They did a. A good mythical evening recently i don't know if you saw that Mm-mm. uh it was kind of like a crazier version of what they do uh, like after dark i was stuff, so like glad that. i got tickets to it because it was just the funniest stuff ever like um yeah they, they got they were like drinking and then they were doing like all, all these crazy games and they could like because it was on like their own website they were like saying cuss words and stuff <laughs> oh, the yeah. first like five minutes was them just like getting it out of their system <laughs> it was just it was so ridiculous it was kind of like watching like a 13 year old and like like uh, like an Edgewood like locker room for the first time, you know, giving free just like rain. going off. Yeah, it was crazy. <laughs> That's cool though. 
get to see like a little bit more of their personality. Yeah. Yeah, it it was Loosen it was cool. Yeah, I mean that's it's kind of like you know you go to a job and you get to be the person you are outside of the job, but you know it's kind of like if your coworkers came over and like watched you through your window at your house. <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't just invite them in. They couldn't. Nah, man, it's not the same thing. This only works if you stand outside. <laughs> I'll I'll leave the curtain open, but you gotta stay inside. <laughs> Oh man, I don't know if that was the best analogy. <laughs> it was all right. I don't know if it was the best, yeah. but it was an analogy. It was an analogy. All right, they're not all they're not all bangers, you know. <laughs> you Can't gotta be. throw it out and see what sticks. <laughs> all right, you well, never know. what what advice do you have somebody uh, who wants to take a leap and and follow their dreams? Um, so, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> um, okay, I'll, on a real note. Um, first of all, I would say, um, this is, this, this has many parts to it, but first of all, you you have to understand that, um, people will project their negativity onto your ideas, but your idea might be ready to pop off. Yep. Right. Um, we've all went through that. Yeah. Oh yeah. And, and, And like, it might not even be someone telling you it's a bad idea. I've talked about this before. Um, lot and I made I made a really big like long post about it, but sometimes it's just you 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 passionately explain something that you're trying to accomplish and they don't tell you no that's a bad idea they don't tell you anything other than th- they might like nod their head and like give you a little grin that basically is the look and the gesture of I don't believe in you right um, so so I would just say like understand that you're gonna see that a lot. And if you're waiting for someone to really buy in, they don't buy in until after you're successful. Nope. It's very discouraging. It, it is. It, it, it really is. And, and um, that kind of goes back to what I was saying earlier about the whole feedback thing. Like you're going to get all types of feedback and, and some of it's going to be encouraging. Some of it's going to be negative. You have to learn how to find what feedback is important, what feedback is redundant and um and, and use that to to kind of move forward um but if you're if you're gonna wait on someone to give you the green light then you're probably not ready yeah yeah nobody <clears throat> nobody's gonna be there and be like yeah i mean like let's take this by the 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 horns um something something you have to be ready for and you have to push yourself and i always say you know you're you are your biggest obstacle um getting over the, those mental barriers and and, and pushing past the limits that you, you thought you had are, are some of the hardest things to do. And, um, you know, your, your doubts and your insecurities are only going to be amplified by the people that you talk to, you know, family, friends that be, it might be like, you know, what are you doing? That's crazy. Have you, have you saved any money? Like it's, it's all the stuff you'll hear. And it's like, you're like, Oh man, you know, maybe I'm not ready. And, uh, and like, I always tell people like, you're never going to be ready enough. You're never going to have enough money. You never, like, the more well put together your plan is, like, the worse off you are because, like, as soon as you hit the ground running, man, like, that plan, it goes out the window. Like, it's good that you have some structure and stuff, but never goes the way you think it will. No. And it's and it's best to learn that way anyway. You know, you want to get into it. You want to learn from those experiences and, um, you know, you'll, you'll figure it out as you go. And it's like a lot of people have anxiety in that kind of sense, um, but I don't know. For me, it's fun. I, I love it. I love not knowing. Yeah. But I'm crazy. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, I, 
I guess another thing is like you don't have to do it any type of specific way. Um, me personally, I don't know if I would recommend doing what I did. I did not have a business plan. I still don't have a business plan. I'm not the best business owner. I'll be yeah. honest with you. I'm not either. <laughs> you know, but we're doing well. Yeah. Um, but I was very successful in my sales job. Um, and I, I told my wife, like, hey, listen, I want to start a business. I want to kind of build on this company's weaknesses. And it was a great idea by theory had we not been in COVID. COVID right. kind of put a wrench in it. Um, but I was so ready and so motivated to do it. I was like, all right, babe, um, I'm ready to put my two-week notice in. And I, I did. I put my two-week notice in. My job acted like they were sad I was leaving. Haven't heard from most of them since I left. And yeah. I was one of their biggest contributors. That's another story for a different day. Um, they they don't care when you leave. I'll, I'll say that. They, right. they don't. They'll find someone to fill your spot. They will. They'll they, give you hell all the way up until you leave. But they then. don't care. They yep. do not care when you leave. Nope. Um, and, and honestly... I, I found that out during my two-week notice, and I was like, all right, well, they don't really care when I leave. So um, a week's gone by. Yeah, this is my last day. So you don't have to do that, but I pretty much told myself, I'm not coming back here anyways, so right. I don't care. And I'm not going to use them as a reference. I'll put them on my resume. Uh, that's fine. I'm sure they'll say something good. <laughs> I haven't even thought about a resume in so long. <laughs> yeah. I was like, what a resume. What is this gap in your employment? Yeah. Like, are you, are yeah. you fit for this job? And I'm like, I don't know, probably. You guys are literally begging from people on I'm the d- internet. I've done a lot of jobs. I, mean, I could probably do it. It's good if you have uh, a savings. Um, it's good if you have money for the business. You don't have to have money to start a business. You should have money. Lord knows I didn't. <laughs> yeah, me either. You should have some money, though, to kind of hold you over. I had enough for a few months, um, but it I didn't have a plan B. If, yeah. if I was going to fail, I, I wasn't going back. So um, I guess if you're new, you don't have to do it that way. You can leave on good terms. That's fine. But like, I feel like if you're really trying to be a business owner, it's because you don't want to go back. Yeah, so, take that dive, bro, man. No hashtag no safety nets. I'm gonna make a t-shirt line. Seriously, right now. this is me committing to it. Hashtag no safety nets. It'll yeah. be our first. That'll be our first shirt. I think it'd be cool. Um, yeah, I don't know. I had I had one month's worth of uh, my rent was paid for that month. Really, is what it was, and I launched on the eighth, or no, it was the eleventh. Was it the eighth? I don't know. I don't know. It was, um, I think my last day was like a Friday or maybe we started on Monday. You know, I can't even remember anymore. (laughs) Uh, but I, I literally quit like after my two weeks, like the day that I quit Scheffler, the next day I launched whoosh and like, we had already been like kind of like running, you know? Um, but like not really. And that, that was like really scary for me, uh, because you know, I didn't have, anything at that point you know like i i had a house or i i was living in a trailer in orville but uh it was still like 724 dollars a month it was expensive oh wow yeah and uh i quit my job i was like well <laughs> gotta figure this out but it's a it's that sink or swim man like like i told you you know it's it's that mental state when when you get into that mental state like that's who you see is who is gonna make it and who's gonna fall short and I feel like the best way to like put yourself there is, is something like that. Like it's it's not great, you know, if you if you can avoid that, but it makes you hungry, man. You go after it. It's intense. And it's fun. That was that was fun for me. Those those hundred hour weeks, man, in the beginning. Like it's a lot of hours, but like I had a lot of fun. And I remember one time I fell asleep um during the day. 
and I missed like three orders and I had an anxiety attack. <laughs> oh shit. I was oh, like, no, not the three orders. <laughs> that's a good thing. That's a good thing to bring up, Chad. Um, so, so that, that's another piece of advice that I would give. Like you're, you're not perfect. You're not going to be perfect and you're going to mess up and it's your business and your name's on it, but that's okay. I messed up a lot, yeah. uh, many, many, many times. And, um, it doesn't mean my business is going down because of it. Right. Uh, our pop-up event that we did, we were actually, it's funny that you brought that up cause we were doing birria tacos like you had mentioned earlier okay. and they were horrible. <laughs> they were terrible. Oh, I mean, man. Luckily with tacos, you can, you can, um, kind of disguise the imperfections. Right. Um, but like we absolutely bombed that whole entire thing. It was, it was terrible. Like we had a guy waiting like 30 minutes for a taco. Damn. And I, I thought at that time, like in that moment, I thought like, man, how are we going to come back from this? Right. So when you're starting a new business and you mess up, which you will mess up and things are going to happen. feels like the end of the world. <laughs> it does, but it's not. Yeah. You guys will get through it. Yeah. All right, man. Well, thanks so much. This has been a great conversation. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, Thank you for coming on. Yeah. We're going to we're gonna have to go down and get some food next week. Maybe we'll get some pictures, post some videos or something yeah. for some bloopers. It was a pleasure, honestly. All right. Well. Thank you, sir. Uh, this has been another episode of Business in the Front. Um, this video will air on Friday, so we will see you guys then. Until the next time, have a great day. Have a good week.